praise the Almighty God and welcome back to our daily podcasts even as we continue with our meditation over the book of Colossians. So we will be beginning uh, in Colossians chapter 2. Yeah, and we will, for today we shall be doing the first five verses of this book. So I will read, Welcome and God bless you. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and for those in Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. That's the word of the Almighty God. For I want you to know, like, you see, Paul, Paul has just, we have just seen him give thanks to God because of how these people are walking faithfully in the love of God, how these people are showing fruits uh, of, of, of salvation. You know, they have been saved by grace through faith in Christ. And Paul has just, we have seen him thank God uh, for them because they have been growing in faith, in love for the fellow saints, and even in their hope in Christ, you know, their hope for glory. Yeah, we have seen him, you know, rejoice and even pray that God may continue to increase them in the knowledge of uh, in the in wisdom and spiritual understanding that they may come you know to the full knowledge of the will of God and so we see the, now the introduction you know of chapter 2 of 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 of, of of Colossians, we see Paul now. He's struggling. He's contending for these people. He's in. He's telling them I, that I want you to know to understand what a great conflict I have for you. You see, he's telling these people like, you know what? I'm laboring for you. I'm laboring so much for you, and even for them in Laodicea. Now, this is not laboring for the non-believers. He's laboring for a church. He's laboring for a people who already are in the knowledge of Christ. And why is he laboring for them? He's, you know, he is struggling, you see, to tell them these things, you know. He has not yet seen them. Remember, as we shared it from chapter 1 when we stated that Paul was absent from these people, he had never met them face to face. Remember, he only received a report from them uh, by Epaphras, his dear brethren in Christ, who had preached to these people in Colossae. And so Paul, you know, he's laboring for them despite the fact that he has not seen them, yet he loves them. He's showing a passion for them. He's doing all these things for them, you know. He's trusting God. He's praying for them. You know, he's exhorting them, even though he has not seen them. He's really, really struggling, beating his body. Why? Because of his love for Christ. Because of his love for the body of Christ, the church. Yeah. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Now, this is including even other brethren out there who have heard of the gospel of Christ and uh, those people whom he has not, you know, met physical. He's also uh, contending for them. He's also, you know, uh, struggling 
because of them, you know, in the knowledge of Christ. He's praying so much for them. He's writing these things to see that these guys, these people, these brethren have come to know God more, that their hearts may be encouraged. You see, the place of him uh, having such a great conflict or uh, that place of struggling for them is so that these people may be encouraged in the Lord. Remember, this is a time whereby, you know, there is great controversies. There are so much philosophies, you know, in Colossae that uh, these people are being introduced to by the Jews. And so he's struggling so that he may separate them from these lies and so that he may exhort them, he may encourage them uh, in the word of Christ that they may come to know God more and even be, you know, united together in unselfish love, that they may come to grow in the love of Christ even more. Why? So that they may come to attain to the fullness, you know, of the assurance, you know, of the riches of Christ. They may come to the full, uh, to understand the riches, you know, of the full assurance of understanding. And what is this understanding? It's it's all about the joy of salvation, that they may come to, uh, you know, to the full uh, assurance, you know, of, 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 of this salvation, that they may know that, you know, God has saved them and this God who has saved them is able to sustain them even this you know despite the you know the sufferings that they are undergoing despite the conflict the you know the struggles the tribulations the challenges that they are having at the current time that they may know that God is able to save them God is able to help them and so he wants them to know you know to be encouraged and also to 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 have that firm stand and and joy in their salvation you know, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, that they may come to know what this this mystery of God is, you know, who is Christ himself, that they may come to the full knowledge of God the Father and of Christ. Remember, Christ telling his people that no one can know the Father and nobody knows the Father except the Son and nobody knows the Son except the Father. And so, and, and Christ says that, you know what, nobody knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal the Father too. And so these are a people for Christ. This is the body of Christ and Obviously, Christ has revealed the Father to them. And so Paul is, you know, struggling and, 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 and telling them, reminding them, exhorting them so that they may come to the full knowledge of Christ, that they may come to the full knowledge, you know, of who Christ is, of his person, of his suffering on the cross, so that they may, you know, increase in, in their joy, you know, in this salvation. Uh, that Christ uh, has purchased for them so that they may understand that indeed God has done such a great and mighty thing as this, you know, revealing Christ to them. And when they come to the full knowledge of the mystery of God that is hidden in Christ, automatically they will come to know God the Father as He is. Now, this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. Remember, we're saying that in this Colossae, there was much deception, you know. Even today, there is so much deception going out there. There is, you know, so many doctrines today are out there. And uh, people, yeah, day in, day out, they are being deceived, you know, to follow things that, not, that are not, you know. They are going after the wisdom of men rather than after the wisdom of Christ, heavenly wisdom to know God, to know, you know, his eternal power, to know, you know, of this joy of salvation, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Yeah. And so that they may, you know, 
they may not fall into this uh, uh, de- persuasive words, these doctrines, these philosophies of men, but that they may come to know Christ more. And so even today, uh, we are warned as a people, as a brethren, as those who have come to know God, you know, uh, to, you know, to take heed because there are so many out there who are introducing deceptive things, things that will, you know, uh, uh, exhort the place of man rather than the place of God, things that will make you feel comfortable about who you are rather than make you feel ashamed of who you are and only trust in God who sanctifies, who, who maketh us to be, you know, in the image and likeness of Christ, yeah? And so, for although I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. And so Paul, yes, he's, he's physically absent from them, yet in faith he's with them. And why is he so you know, firm saying that he is in spirit with them? Why? Because he is contending for them. He is struggling because of them. He is always praying and thanking God for them. He's always, you know, concerned about them. Look at this. He's exhorting them. You know, it's not just about saying, you know, we are one in spirit. No, the oneness in spirit, like how much are you? struggling for your dear brothers and sisters in Christ? How much are you giving yourself to prayer because of the church? You cannot be one in spirit with the brethren, with the people in Christ, with the saints, unless you are having a struggle for them, you are having a great conflict for them. You're praying for them. You are laboring in the word of Christ for them. It's not just something you say that, you know, we are one in spirit. No. And so we see Paul, you know, he's one in spirit with them. He's rejoicing, you know, to see their good order and to see the steadfastness of their faith in Christ Jesus. And this is his daily prayer, that they may grow more and more in the knowledge of Christ, that they may grow more to know God the Father as he is. Yeah, and so tomorrow we shall continue from here to see you know, Christ himself, how he is, you know, uh, how the fullness of the deity is in him. We shall see Christ, you know, we shall talk about this, uh, some controversial philosophies and see how Christ alone is king, is God. Yeah, God bless you, God keep you, and God shine his face upon you and be gracious to you.